Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Thinking Thursday, a time for us to look at all issues of health, because all issues of health affect our mental health. I'm Bronwyn Lucas, your host, licensed professional counselor, certified Christian counselor, life coach, and Reiki therapist. Yes, a lot of hats, but they are all designed to help you become a better you. Tonight's topic is necessary, but not really upbeat and happy. We're going to be talking about isolation, what it means, how to handle it, and what to do when it doesn't make us feel good. But as always, we're going to start out by breathing. For those of you who it's your first time, I always like to let you know that we're going to practice deep breathing. Deep breathing puts more oxygen into your brain, more oxygen flowing through your bloodstream, and it can relax you, calm you down, make you feel just a little better in the moment. It's something you can practice at any time when you're stressed out, when you're just not in that right space. Deep breathing, a few deep breaths can change a lot. So when you're taking in these deep breaths, here are some directions. You're going to breathe in through your nose to my count of four, and you're going to breathe out to my count of four. As you breathe in, if you've never done it, even if you've done it, it'll help you get a deeper breath. Put your hands on your stomach, and as you breathe in, you should be pushing out your stomach, allowing more and more air to go in your body. And as you breathe out, you'll breathe out even slower than you breathed in. So let's practice it. Breathe in, two, three, four, out, two, three, four. Let's try it again. Breathe in, two, three, four, out. Two, three, four. One last time for a good measure. Breathe in. Two, three, four. Out. Two, three, four. Ah, hopefully that has allowed you to take that moment to just get a deep breath in. And feel a little less stressed, just in case there was any stress of the day. And any of us at any time can feel some stress. So hopefully you are de-stressing and feeling a little better. Hey, Sister Fabu, I see you're here. I'm so glad you're here. And Jay Leslie, glad you're here. Um, So I'm glad people are here and joining us and ready to... Chill and relax. Hi, Erica. See you here as well. So tonight, we're going to talk about isolation. But before we do, let me invite you to start a watch party. Now, last week, I was great at being able to walk you through it. And so tonight, I'm looking for all of the right things to tell me what to tell you. Um, well, now, normally, right before, right below the screen... It will say, start a watch party. And you, on one side, and you slide over to the right, and underneath 
it will give you the option to start it. Well, guess what? I'm not seeing it myself. Hopefully you are. Um, so I'm at a loss. I can't help you. Let me refresh my page and just make sure. So let's see if that watch party is going to work for us. If you know how, don't worry about me. Just work your way through it. Facebook has done updates and it wouldn't let me log in today without updating right before the show. So I am not, um, I'm not sure what the updates are doing. So we'll move on and I'll figure them out. The worst possible time to get an update would be right now, right before I logged on. But it is what it is. So we'll move forward. But if you can start that watch party, feel free to. I'm looking at pushing one or two more buttons to see what happens. And nope, I don't see it. So if you can, look below the screen, look below the um, image and click on, you'll see watch party. When you are scroll all the way to your right, you should see something that says start a watch party. If you see it, start one. I encourage you. Me, on the other hand, not quite sure how to make that happen. So, it doesn't matter. We'll move on. <clears throat> if you can figure it out and tell me, that's good. Put it in the chat box and tell me what I'm doing wrong. I am always open to learning more. So, before we continue with our topic, I have some announcements. Um, let me let you know that... Um, I mentioned last week I have the opportunity to speak on a national radio show. It's an eight-minute section that appears next week. It is at 1.24, yes, strange time, but it's at 1.24 Central Standard Time. And the information is on already posted on my Facebook page just below um, this Facebook Live. And I will post it a few more times during the week. So you'll have an opportunity to um, see it. It is uh, on Business Talk Radio. So join me on Business Talk Radio and next week at 124. The links appear so that you can just click those links and I will continue to put them up during the week and I'll have them up on that Friday morning and listen in and see what's going on on Business Talk Radio. So, tonight, I said we were going to talk about our topic of isolation. I think that's all the uh, announcement. Oh, one more. If you, want, if you have people who would like to see the podcast, see this after the fact, yes, you can come to Facebook, but also go to YouTube and type in Thinking Thursday with Bronwyn, and all previous ones are right there, easy to find. So let's get on with our topic. Our topic is isolation. And as always, I've done some research to see what, so just what is it? So when I looked at it, I came to the topic because this, in the last two weeks, I've had several clients and friends who are dealing with this whole idea of being isolated and the negative impacts of being isolated. They just can't take it. For some people, since March, they have pretty much been at home. 
If you think about the adult who lives alone and who works from home and they're not really going out, so their interaction might be, I'll go to the grocery store, I get pick up necessary items, and I come back home. Huh, that's pretty lonely. So they don't know what to do. So they face this uh, demon called isolation. And when you do, you're that person with that mask on. And you don't even see faces the same way you do. And the places you could go just aren't there. Having friends over for big gatherings, just not there. So you feel lonely and isolated. And it has lots and lots of negative Ah, things that can happen. Some of them are just the loneliness you may feel just because you're there and there is no one at home with you. And it may turn just to sadness. I'm just sad all the time. Why? I don't know. The isolation or despair. I just, I just don't know what to do. Or I just feel crazy. Why? Because I can't cope. I don't know what's going on. I just feel crazy. Huh? You're not crazy. Or depression, which can become really serious. Or there can be change in sleeping habits, change in your eating habits. For some, maybe you're sleeping too much. Or some, you have insomnia because my mind is just racing. My anxiety has me going and I can't focus. I can't sleep. And the depression may have you where all you can do is sleep. Or there could be other health concerns that can develop as a result of being in this isolation. So let's look at some of these. And of course, we are going to think of things now that it's here. What do we do to make it better? We don't want to stay in this negative place. But let's look at the loneliness. We are a people, a culture that is used to being around other people. Um, there was this song probably in the 60s, people who need people are the luckiest people in the world. Well, man, some people are thinking I must be pretty darn lucky because I know I need people in my life and I don't have them. I can't have these people. So this luck is not a good thing. So that loneliness um, comes at a price because it can, again, as we're going to talk about, impact your health. With that loneliness, what I have found just in research and in talking to various people, your extroverts and your introverts are feeling loneliness. You would think it with the extrovert because they're used to being out and they need people, they need action, they need all these things going on. So you know they've got to be missing people. Here's the thing about being an introvert. You have people around as you need them. And for your students who may be introverts, well, they're in a school, there are lots of people, you can feel connected at your distance. But this way, you don't have a control over when you, um, you don't have any control over seeing people or not seeing people. So even if you're an introvert, you're losing out on the option you would have to see people, which could lead to sadness and despair. I'm just sad. I'm just sad all the time. Why? I don't know. Well, if you're losing that interaction with people, the ability to just contact with another human being, yeah, 
You can feel overwhelming sadness and not even know why. And it's like, I'm not sad for any reason. Everything's okay, except for I'm home alone. Despair. The sadness can lead to just despair. Going from deeper than sadness to I just don't know what to do. I'm not productive at work anymore. I've had to take time off. because, And all of your past issues can come back. If you're a person who already had issues, maybe some trauma in your past, don't be surprised if that trauma comes up again now. Why? Because you have a lot of time on your hands and you're already in a place of despair. I mean, already in a place of sadness, of loneliness, of depression. And those old traumas that you experienced can resurface and the feelings associated with that can resurface, thus leading to depression. Then I said it could lead to health concerns. There was a study and it said that some of the um, negative things that can happen to a person as a result of isolation or depression, cognitive decline, heart trouble, weakened immune system. 30% of the people in this study Um, had an increased risk for coronary disease and stroke. And there were higher levels of of stress, poor sleep, unhealthy lifestyles, which were more likely to occur uh, because of the social interaction and lack of accountability they might have with someone else. Families who have immunocompromised children who have to practice social distancing normally are known to suffer from physical and mental health issues. So if you already had some of those issues, they're going, they can be um, heightened because of this isolation. Wow, not a good thing. As I said, so many people are already in this state of not feeling good because of this. So let's look at some of the things that I've either heard from clients or from friends or just other people saying, yeah, somebody said this. Let's look at some of them. Um, Some of the things that people are experiencing in detail with looking at these things include, um, I just don't know what to do with my time. And that goes back to that, I feel crazy. So if you imagine you're working from home and you are stuck at home and you really, there is nowhere to go because all of your favorite things that you do, they are not there now. So maybe you were the Friday night, you and your gang from work went to happy hour and the place you go isn't open and they're not, everybody's not really wanting to just go out to happy hour. If that is something you did and it's gone and that was your end of the week, your ability to wind down is at home. And a Zoom happy hour may be fun, but it may leave you drinking in your own home alone. Not something that's a healthy thing that you want to practice. So then you realize it's not healthy, I won't do it. But remember I said, isolation can lead to health concerns and unhealthy habits. That could be one of them. Um, there has been an increase in people um, overdrinking, alcoholism, even drug use, whether it's casual 
or serious drugs because I need something to make me cope. I can't do it. I need help. So it can lead to those unhealthy habits. It can lead to unhealthy eating habits. Maybe you're binge eating. Or maybe it's, yeah, well, it's just one more cup of ice cream. Okay, you ate the whole carton of Blue Bell in two days. Is that really a good thing? I know, I just started eating and I couldn't stop. Because there's nothing else you're allowing yourself to do. We are going to get to some solutions. But looking at the health concerns, it's interesting. I read more than one study that talked about the impact on your heart. Um, As I go on, if you are on and you can think of some ways that this has impacted you or someone you know, drop them in the the comment section and I'll, I'll read them out. Sister Fabu says, binge eating. I'm at the fridge again. And that is so true for so many people. And why are you binge eating? Because it's there. Because I don't have anything else to do. And I, and your ability to be satiated is not there. Rita says overeating. See, she's at that fridge too. And some people are cooking. Well, you know, I'm going to cook this meal because if I'm at least cooking, I'm eating healthy. But if you cook a meal for four and you eat it all at one time, I don't care how healthy it is, that's not a good thing. But what is typically happening is it's not only are you eating too much, you're eating things you shouldn't. Um, Thus, you know, unhealthy once again. Um, And so that could lead to some other health event issues. So let's say you're, you're at the fridge all the time or you're overeating. If you have any underlying health issues, if you're not eating foods that are designed to promote better health with that issue, you could be causing a problem. Let's say you're diabetic. And in this time, you know, my sweet tooth has just really increased. Oh, so you're diabetic and you're not eating the sugar, the one flavor of sugar-free bluebell. Well, no, I'm going to get that next time because they were out. So I got cookies and cream. Did you get the pint? Well, you know, the big one was on sale, so I got it. Oh, wow. So if you're already ready to overeat and something's right there, you're more prone to eat it. So one way to deal with that binge eating is to be very deliberate about what you put in your fridge what you put in your cabinets. Not an easy thing to do. Not an easy thing to be deliberate about. But if you want to manage the health concerns associated with isolation, it has to be deliberate. And you have to think about it. What about the sleep change in sleeping habits? Some people Will experience, it can go either way. Some people can experience insomnia because maybe they're anxious and their brain is racing and they can't slow it down just to get some sleep. Or they're so depressed where you lay in bed and you just want to sleep all day. Either way, one of the things for that is developing um, routine. Uh, Fabu said, you know, she's become a couch potato. So maybe I'm not sleeping all day. I'm just sitting here. I'm watching TV. Or maybe I'll play some games on my phone. And I'll watch some TV. I might even read a good book. But I have not moved off this couch all day. Hmm. 
Back to those health concerns. What could be a health concern for that? Weight weight gain. Not happy for your your arteries won't be happy because you're doing that. Um, so yeah, all of these things could play against you. Um, Rita says too much television. And you know, when we think about screen time and children. Too much television is still too much screen time, no matter what the age. You're right. And you can sit there and lose a whole day. And what did you do? Oh, I watched TV today. And what else? Uh, I watched TV today. And if that's all you did, again, you just sat there. So not good. Uh, anybody else have any more? And hi, Denise. Hi, Loretta. I see you out there today. Um, those are some unhealthy things that you can do. Um, they're not going to get you where you want to be. Um, I'm thinking of other things people have said. And some, I, one just said, I just sit. Doing what? Sometimes I don't have the TV on. I don't have music on. I'm just sitting trying to think of something to do. Well, do you open the blinds? You know, not really. No, don't open the curtains. Don't open the blinds. I'm sitting there. So if you're just sitting and sitting in the dark, think about it. That even sounds depressing. Just sitting in the dark. Wow, not something. So lots and lots of things that can happen as a result of isolation. And before we move on to solutions, let me tell you this. The impacts of isolation don't care how old you are. Um, last week, I had a client who's a teenager who is really battling um, the loneliness and the despair and didn't know why. I don't know why. I just feel so sad. And of course, as a therapist, I'm going to ask, you know, are there any suicidal thoughts? What's going on? No, I don't want to hurt myself because this is someone who has had some issues with that. No. I'm just sad, and I don't know why. So we started talking about what the isolation looked like for her. And now that school's about to start in a week or so, she doesn't get the outlet of going to school. So one of the things our teens and our children face is, you know, when summer's over and they have that mixed feelings, I'm going back to school and many kids are excited. They're going to see their friends and excitement may wear off when the work hits. But at first, you're excited. So kids who've been home since March were looking forward. So many of them were looking forward to getting back. And I have a lot who, for other reasons, they weren't. But for those that were looking forward to getting back and they're not, that is added to the despair. And even though they knew, they've known for a while school was going to start virtual. But when the reality hit and I'm not going back, that loneliness, that despair, that increased for those kids who are home alone. So our kids who are old enough to stay home alone, parents are good. They go to work, child's at home, and you're trusting that they're going to get their work done. You're trusting that they're going to be saving millions of kids are doing the right thing. And millions of kids, because they're doing the right thing, are facing loneliness, despair, sadness, depression. Their eating habits have been affected. Their sleeping habits have been affected. 
they're sad. Many are actually sad that school is not starting. And for the reason that I can't get out. I don't have anywhere to go. So yes, the they are experiencing all of these things. Um, I talked to another parent. Their child was just in a yuck mood the other day. Um, and they couldn't figure out what was going on. And they realized, oh, school started. And the reality, they couldn't go back because the child had already said, I wish I was back at school because I don't want to do this online thing. I can learn okay that way, but I want to be around people. And that was what the child actually said. I want to be around people. And as we talked, I told the parent, you know, part of it may be it's a reality. It's a reality check. They're not in school. And the sadness came and the despair came. And yeah, they're feeling pretty bad because they're not in school. Um, so just because it's a child doesn't mean that they don't experience the same things. Denise says she got up early with a lot of running to do. And now she, she, um, so I took a nap longer than I should. People are finding Denise that there is a lack of energy or a change in energy as a result of too much downtime. You know, when you're used to going, you get, if you're, especially if you're that type A personality, so you're going to get up and you're going to do 475 things before noon and you will get them done. But they involve going from here to here and you might go pick up someone to help you do it and you're going over here and you're going to see this and if those things have changed and you have had a lot of time where you're just sitting down, oh, now that I have to get up, Ooh, that's a lot of energy and you don't have it and you will take those naps and they may take longer. Rita says for her, it's online shopping. And that's another one that has impacted across um, ages. I've seen teenagers talking to parents and talking to teens. They're doing online shopping, whatever little money they have. And for some, they are... Um, Buy more games on your PS4, your Xbox. You can buy games, and they're spending great deals of money on games that they may not, uh, wouldn't have done if they were in school because, well, you wouldn't have as much time to play them. But people are buying things they don't need. Yeah, some of the stuff we're on there buying, we don't need it. Did you really need a new whatever it is? Oh, you have one already? Or the infomercials. Oh my gosh, you watch that infomercial and that is the greatest thing. You've got to have it. And you just, I'm, that is going to make my life better. Or I'm on Facebook. I'm playing games. I'm playing words with friends. And this, this item keeps coming up. Wow, that looks so interesting. I've, I've got to get it. Oh, it's only $19.99. I can get it. So I'm going to order it. Two days later, I'm playing the same game. Another one comes up. And it's so easy to get caught up on online shopping. And part of what makes online shopping easy is I can't get out and go to the store. So if I have it delivered to my home, I'm good, especially if you're in a compromised um, population. If you're older, if you have health issues, and you really don't need to be out there. So great. You stay home. And you shop online. And as you're shopping online, 
you can spend way too much. I know one of the things I like to say about shopping online for groceries is that when I shop online for groceries, I don't spend as much money because there are no impulse buys when I go into the store, right? But if you are shopping online um, just because, oh yeah, there can be every impulse buy. Like I say, you can, um, you'll buy something because of an infomercial. You'll buy something because you see it in a game or you're bored and you might just pop onto a website or you're going to go to Walmart and look for something or go to Amazon or go to eBay and you just look. So your financial health and well-being can greatly be impacted. I spoke with someone who said that, um, man, their money is tight right now, but they noticed that what they were doing every payday because they've been feeling so stressed, they've been going out to eat to their favorite restaurant and their dinner is costing them 30 to $40. Well, if you're having trouble paying your rent, maybe the 30 to $40 meal is not what you need to do twice a month. And this isn't even a disparaging remark like, oh, you're a horrible person. That was a way of coping. So we have to look at, okay, I've got to find a healthier way of coping. So let's look at some of those. If you're the person who is, you're stuck at home and and you're finding yourself getting stuck in some of these things that aren't beneficial, one of the things we still can do, go take a walk. If you can't walk far, maybe you can walk to the end of your block and back. You're in an apartment complex, walk around your unit and back. You don't have to walk far. However far you walk today, maybe the next day you take two more steps and the next uh, two more steps and pretty soon you've walked two blocks or you've walked your block twice. Do a little bit each day. Why am I saying go for a walk? Well, there's several. Walking, exercise. Exercise is a good thing. It reduces endorphins in your brain, which is that happy chemical that can make you feel better. You can just get out and breathe some fresh air. Now, our air is, we are having ozone days, so this might not be a good time to walk. If you are allergy-laden like me, you want to stay in. The um, Our ozone level and the fire in Grand Prairie yesterday have not been my friend. So, yes, staying kitty outside right now, not good for me. But, you know, when those when the ozone layers a little better, when it's not an air action day, walk to the end of the block. Put your mask on. Walk. So even if the issues are there right now with the air, get out. Take a walk. Allow you to breathe. You're in those four walls. Um, just, just the act of getting out, the act of taking some steps and getting some exercise. Because remember, one of the things I said that um, isolation can cause is uh, it can impact your heart health. Well, walking is good for your heart health. So you are combating some of the negative things by simply taking a walk. What about exercise? Okay, if you're not ready to go out and go to the gym, maybe, uh, look, I can't afford it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be around those people. Great. YouTube is your friend. I have been on YouTube. I can attest to this. There is a YouTube exercise for whatever you want. There is one for 
um, if you're over 60 and want to do chair exercise or really any any age, there's chair yoga, there is chair exercise, there is exercise for your lower back, exercise for your leg, exercise for your shoulder. You can type in whatever your issue is and find an exercise for it. High impact, low impact, medium impact, resistance. I want to exercise with weights. I want to exercise with bands. Whatever you want to do, you can find it right there on YouTube. It's free. See, free fits into my budget very well. So most of my suggestions are going to be free. So yes, exercise. And exercise is not everybody's thing. I get it. I like exercising with weights. It's just a lot of fun for me. I don't need to go buy some because they're not there, so I'm not doing it. So at one point, I was getting on YouTube regularly um, and exercising. Before COVID hit, I was in the gym three days a week at 6 in the morning. COVID hit, gym that I was going to, my space closed. It's not, you know, It wasn't an option to go. It's been hard getting back. I've just started where I'm like, okay, I got to do it. So now I'm walking. And along with that, find an accountability partner. Someone who, can, who is going to help you do it. Someone who's going to say, did you walk today? You're going to get that phone call. Um, see, no, no, no. You need someone who's not going to accept the, see, I was going to walk, but no. You need someone who's going to not accept it. Well, okay, you're right. The weather, the air quality was bad. Did you do anything? There is a walk away the pounds. That's on YouTube as well. 15 minute, you do a mile walk, low impact. Did you do something? Maybe you need an accountability partner or maybe you need to be someone else's accountability partner. Get out there and move. Some other things um, I have on my list are um, social media. Now, this is a hmm, one I'm... It can go both ways. Social media can be bad. Social media can be good. And what I mean by bad is this. If we are overdoing our time on social media, that is not going to be good. You know, you can't get too caught up. And there is this whole thing called Facebook depression. And it's really not just Facebook. It can be any social media platform. It was first associated with people being on Facebook too much. So let me tell you what that is. So if you are going to use social media as a way to connect with people, I want you to be aware. Um, Facebook depression comes when you're on Facebook and you see everyone's wonderful lifestyle and things are so great and yours isn't and you don't compare all of your friends are doing wonderful and you're not. Well, you know what? People tend to post the good stuff. You don't post the bad stuff. And people who do are sometimes looked at as, oh, man, their life is terrible. Or, well, they're just being real. They're being honest. But for the most part, people put up, put on the good stuff. They want to see they want you to see everything that just looks good um, about them. And so if you're comparing yourself to them, everything's not good for them. That's just what they're posting. And so when you see that, that they're posting just the good stuff, don't get depressed by it. But some positive ways you could use social media, you could use it to connect with people. 
going back to Facebook because this is a Facebook Live, you could use the messaging um, portion and send messages to people and then figure out ways you can connect. Hey, let's not just text. Here's my number. Give me a call or what's your number? Let's connect with old friends that you may find there so that you're having real conversations because the real conversations really can be better. As I've talked about, just the sound of someone's voice to your ear is so much better than just reading words you see. So connect. Use social media in a positive way. Um, and there are some funny things. Some people have been sending me TikToks. I have finally, and they are funny. Just do something funny. Because again, a laughter is so important. A merry heart does the soul well. So use it to laugh. Use it to send messages to people. There are There is this um, app called Meetup. Meetup is um, something designed for people to find others with common interests and they get together. Well, before COVID, you'd have meetup. Um, I've been involved in some meetups. The first one was a natural hair meetup. And so it's all people with natural hair and you get together and you have a common interest. So some of the things I've done with meet meetups with natural hair where we did a product swap. So this is, only people with natural hair will get this. You know, you try this product. I don't know, you can have chemical hair and it's, you know, you can have uh, a perm or a press, a relaxer, and you will get this. You try this new product and you pay all this money for this product and you do not like the way it works on your hair. And so it's sitting on your shelf. Well, with a hair swap, what you would do, everybody brings their products because just because it doesn't work for you doesn't mean somebody else doesn't like it and you switch out. Well, in the era of COVID, that's not going to happen. I've been on meetups that were book groups. And you, again, you're signing up with people who have similar interests. So you read a book, you discuss the book. I've been on one other one that was a social, um, social action, more of a social action group. So of, of those, meetups now are meeting online. I kept getting this thing about a cooking class online. I just wasn't feeling it. I don't need to cook in my house and watch you cook in your house. I would have done something like that if it was in person online, not for me. But there are hundreds of meetups. You can actually go to meetup.com or you can download the app. But that's a way to meet people. Yes, you would be meeting them virtually, but if you're stuck, in that home and feeling isolated and feel like I just don't really know anybody. Maybe you're new to, new to the area. It's a way to meet more people and give you more people you can at least talk to because you're not in that same circle. You are with more people and you can combat that isolation and you get to see people who have the same interest. If it was a book group, it would make you read a book. And if you're sitting, sitting on that couch, then you have something else to do. So for those who are on the couch too much or who are online shopping or who um, are sleeping too much, okay, I'm not going to take my nap until I do this with the meetup group. So it can get in the way. If you're watching too much television, I'm going through some of the things. Um, if I'm eating too much, I'm going to go and join a meetup group and we'll do something together. So again, you're choosing things that are already interest you. Another one was take online classes. There are online classes too for everything and they're not expensive or many of them are free. 
Um, Google has this online classes where you can get certificates for doing things. Uh, become a certified blank. And they're free. Log into it. If you type into Google your Google search online free certificate classes, tons of things will come up. So here's the good thing. Oh, I am going to take a class, get certified in something, and then I might have another way to make money because we all need multiple streams of income. So there's so much you can do that simple. You're going to do it for yourself. Oh, I'm going to use this time to enhance my mind. Or if you're stuck at home, you're working at home, you're not getting out, tackle a project at home. Now, I will say this. Do not start with a big project. If you do, start with a small part. For me, it was my garage. And I cleaned off one area in my garage. I felt so happy. That was probably three weeks ago. It's time to do another area if I'm going to finish it. So I'm thinking about this weekend tackling the last spot. And in my mind now, I'm ready to go in. If it's left, throw it away. You know, um, just but find a project and do it. Because that's going to make you feel good because you'll see a sense of accomplishment. If you have an ounce of a creative bone in your body, do something creative. But do it for you. Paint, draw, paint a room, um, create something new. Maybe cooking is your thing. Cook. Do something that's going to give you that creative flair and make you feel good. Because it is about you making you feel better. And the last thing on my list is enhance your spiritual connection. What do I mean by that? Well, for me, I believe in God. And my spiritual connection is to God through Jesus Christ. Spend more time. I need to do this one more. If you have a lot of time on your hands, then you don't have the excuse You know, I would read my Bible, but by the time the end of the day happens, I'm just too tired. I just don't have time. So I'm talking to people who online shop, who take longer naps, who watch too much TV, who make too many trips to the fridge. Uh, Hmm. I think everybody in that group has a little time. But I do believe in starting small. So let's say you want to enhance your spiritual connection. So you decide, I'm going to um, spend more time with God. That sounds nice and lofty, but easier said than done. So I'm really big on setting goals. So the goal for that would be, today I'm going to spend 10 minutes with God. Now, I know some people are going to get up and they can spend an hour. If you spend a zero time, an hour, 10 minutes is good. Or maybe you'll start off with five. Maybe, you know, you're there is nothing you're doing to enhance your spiritual connection. Read a devotional. Read our daily bread. Go online. Again, back to those free choices. There are pretty much devotionals for anything as well. You can type on, uh, type in, Daily devotional for dieters. Let's say you want to change your eating habits. There's a devotional for that. Daily devotional for procrastinators. You can probably find that as well. So if you want to enhance your spiritual connection, 
find ways now to do it. Don't make it, don't go to being that person that's the, um, you know, I need to spend, I need to spend an hour with the Lord. That's great. But if you're spending zero time, I'm saying don't jump from zero to an hour, five minutes. Then that can grow to 10. Then that can grow to 15. And it can grow, and you may jump to an hour quicker than you think. But enhance your spiritual connection. And when you do enhance that spiritual connection, it can help you through the despair, the loneliness, the sadness, the depression, the anxiety, and the I feel crazy. Because you can use that and allow God to help you. Now, it's not like you just going to wake up, I read my Bible and everything is great and I'm not depressed. No, but I read my Bible. I'm spending more time with God. I'm able to focus better. And as I'm able to focus better, I'm feeling less stressed. I'm feeling less depressed because I know what God has done for me. So as we wind down today, my last thing to tell you, my challenge to you is this. I challenge you to do all these things. Do find something. And as you're finding something, I do challenge you to enhance your spiritual connection. And as you enhance your spiritual connection, think of something every day to be grateful for. So I challenge you all to start a gratitude journal. And I'm working on starting mine as well. I want mine to be all nice. And so my procrastination was, okay, I got to get it and I'm going to make it and it's going to be real pretty and then I'll start it. No, you can start it on a, on a notepad on your phone. Every day, find one thing that you're grateful for. Start that gratitude journal. And you could have had a horrible day. Um, there's this children's book, Alexander and the Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Um, but Alexander made it to the end of that day. So whatever happened that day, find one thing to be grateful for. The grateful thing may be the day is over and I'm still alive and I can pull the cover over my head and be grateful for it. So I challenge you, start your gratitude journal. And this week, every day between now and next Thursday, Find something you're grateful for. And next week, we're going to start off, and I want to hear from all of you, something that you are grateful for. And once again, mark next Friday on your calendar, if you can, at 124 for eight minutes. I'm on that national radio show, and it is listed already on my Facebook page, and I'll post it again. <coughs> Excuse me. You can click the link. So until next week, remember, mental health is health and have good health. See you next week.